0: Yesterday, uh, Raiders' Devontae Adams was uh, talking some talk, and he said, and I quote, uh, last season proved that he doesn't need Aaron Rodgers to be good. He says he is him, essentially. He goes, goes, now people can't say that, uh, Adams says, as the comments regarding his success of being uh, so good, you know, throughout his career. He goes, there'll never be the narrative again that um, a quarterback doesn't make me, I make me, and I can do it consistently at this level.
1: Well, you know, Devontae Adams comes last season. He had his arguably his second best year Uh in the NFL behind the year before. I don't think anyone was questioning if Aaron Rodgers made Devontae Adams. I think that was more for like the lower tier wide receivers yes. Yes. that the Green Bay Packers have had, you know, the last they decade left is and done nothing. Like the Jeff Janice's of the world. Is Devonte <laughs>
0: Adams the most successful Packer
1: or wide offensive piece to leave Green Bay and you know, continue to succeed? Well, I think he was also, when you look at it, one that was for sure in the prime of his career, like Jordy Nelson was done yeah jordy nelson what he had like half a season out in oakland at the time it was where not, he played pretty decent but you could see the writing on the wall the last yeah. year or so in green bay it was, where it was like you know what he's he's definitely in the last couple holes of his career here G- what greg jennings he greg jennings what'd he do
0: dolphins vikings yeah it yeah. was
1: kind of like a p- potpourri of different teams that he yeah. played for but never really Never really was great, great like he was with Green Bay. I feel like most of those guys, when they left, though, they were kind of already getting out of their receiver prime because we know that receivers, once you hit that thirty years old, that thirty to thirty-two for wide receivers is where they they really start to fall off. Yeah, Devonte Adams, I think, from an athletic and a receiving standpoint, and throwing those two together route running he would he was probably the best out of all the wide receivers that the green bay packers have had in the last 15 years yeah.
0: mm-hmm. i'll say this having aaron Rodgers as your quarterback definitely doesn't hurt uh making well, a wide receiver I mean, but he, he took,
1: went from one hall of fame quarterback to another yeah his words
2: yeah
0: a quarterback doesn't make me i make me you so, can erase all the numbers you can just write in he didn't need aaron Rodgers. devontae adams
2: but, but if you look at that
1: does the quarterback make him? Because, like he said, he went from two Okay, okay. He had if, two Hall of
0: Fame didn't, quarterbacks. Didn't, didn't Devontae Adams still get his when Brett Hundley was the quarterback? Yes. I think that's the only person Brett Hundley really threw to. Yeah. But uh, Devontae Adams still got his to a degree when Brett Hundley was quarterback. What about Jarrett Stidham? <laughs> <laughs> he, that was when they jettisoned uh, yeah, Derek Carr. Derek Carr was out of there.
2: Let's see how his last few games went.
1: I, I, I remember him doing pretty decent. Well, he, Is this weird if I tell you that in his entire nine-year career so far in the NFL, Devontae Adams only has four years of 1,000-plus receiving yards? It
0: does seem like it should be more. Does it? His his rookie year was not. uh, They called him drop Drop Devontae Adams.
1: Well, you can basically cross off his first two years of learning and growing, but he's had 997 twice twice, and 885. And in and in two out of those three seasons, he missed games. Yeah. When
0: was Brett Hundley throwing the ball too?
1: That would have been 2017. Was
0: that How many yards did you, did you have that up by chance? 885. Y- okay, yeah. there you go.
1: Devontae Adams. But he also only played in 14 out of 16 games that year. Yeah. So the, the years where he came up short... He has missed games like in 2019, where he had 997 yards receiving. <laughs> he played in 12 games.
0: Oh, yeah. He would have blown out that a <laughs> thousand.
1: But yards. it still is kind of weird when you look at it and you think about how good Devonte Adams really has been six 2016. And the fact that since that 2016 season, it feels like he was only elevating higher and higher on that receiver list each year until you could argue the past two, three years. He arguably is the best. Uh-huh. It's weird to look and say he's only got four seasons of over a thousand yards receiving.
0: That is, yeah. And then there's this uh, also uh, Devontae Adams on the Raiders front office. Here's a couple of quotes from him Quote, We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. And then Devontae said, I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality now. And that would be obviously the status of the... It sounds like Devontae
1: Adams has buyer remorse with going to to Las Vegas. I saw some people oh, say he's going to no force
0: way. a ways to a trade that he wants oh, out.
1: Oh, think huh. about the original. So he was playing with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, the Packers were contenders for his entire career yeah. from 14 to twenty twenty one. He's playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in that time frame outside of what, 2018? <laughs> uh, you have the fact that he is ascending as a wide receiver talent. And then you go to Vegas where the Raiders had recently moved to Vegas. Derek Carr is the quarterback. That's your college friend, one of your good buddies. And he is supposed to be the franchise quarterback there. Clearly in year one with the, with the Raiders, (laughs) you have a butting of the heads between franchise quarterback and Ownership and or just a front office. Yep, they get rid of your buddy, which was one of the two reasons you listed as why you wanted to be there. One, because you always want to play for the Raider, and it's closer to home. And two, because your great buddy from college was the quarterback there. Well, they, half of that went away, and I think the glitz and the glamour of Vegas they, uh, uh, roughly left him as well. The Raiders also wanted to,
0: the Raiders also wanted to fire their coach Josh McDaniels, but couldn't because they're they're cash broke. Like they didn't
1: have, and yeah. the Raiders, they were a team where <laughs> Rich Bisaccia took over for John Gruden a couple seasons ago when Gruden got relieved of his duties, yep. and they made the playoffs. They nearly beat Cincinnati, who then Cincinnati turned around and made it to the Super Bowl that year.
0: I think I think Devontae <laughs> does have buyer's remorse yeah. for going to Las Vegas now. And he, Sorry, and no
1: refunds. We forgot about this. <laughs> Devontae to the Jets. The fact that the Packers actually offered more money to him to stay in Green Bay. Yeah.
0: People, people take that. And to then he that. said,
1: eh, well, I'm good with a little less because I want to go home. I want to play with my other buddy. Yep. And Rogers is also towards the end of his career, blah, blah, blah.
0: And he I, made comments about Jordan Love at the end. It sounded like Jordan Love kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> definitely, I think, uh, buyer's remorse for Devontae so far. But, I will agree with him but I don't really think anyone was arguing with him that I don't think so either the quarterback didn't make he goes, him.
0: Now people can't say that. I heard someone who's on from ten to two saying Devontae Adams made Aaron Rodgers in his final two MVP seasons. <laughs> so Devontae,
1: if anything, I heard the opposite. But I mean, like we're talking about Jeff Janice. We're talking yeah. about We're not talking about, you know, Saint Brown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Line one, good morning, who's this? Devontae, is that you? No,
2: it's not Devontae
0: Adams. Oh, Nader, what's up? Nader Adams. Jeff
2: Jeff Query. Oh, Jeff. Oh,
0: well, the mullet baby, let's
2: go. <laughs> yeah. He was McCouskey's doppelganger.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of people had mullets think, then, Nader, you know? Oh,
2: yeah. They're coming back. Like, they are back. They, they are, never yeah, they really are. left. They never really left.
0: Nader, I feel Just, like you probably had a mullet when you were growing up, or maybe a
2: rat tail. I had a good I had the uh, yeah, little rat tail, and yep. then the blades. You had oh, what? Like on the side. Oh, the, oh the the steps. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I had oh, those too. Yeah. Those things,
0: I had those. Those things are balling. Uh-huh.
2: Love them. Anybody with balls
0: had them. <laughs> That's right, baby. Big balls.
2: <laughs> I think I'm questioning Devonte Adams' decision making. He seems to be all over the board here. I don't know what he's doing over there, but it seems like he just. It's elevating more and more, right? You know, I don't need Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers needs me. This man has been here sucks. I shouldn't have come here. It's just kind of like, who is this guy? It's like, the Green Bay Packers, they they traditionally draft character people. And when you lose your character, they're pretty much gone, or it shows their character after they leave. Are you saying
0: yeah. Devonta Adams has poor character?
2: I, it's kidding, There, Yeah? It's, you don't see it when they're for the Packers because I don't know if they got some training session where
0: you got. I, I think something happens later when you put on the good, when you put on the black and silver and play for the Raiders. Something in you like switches, and all of a sudden you just you you, you, you have no filter. Do you think we should have <laughs> so, to
1: bring back the drop, Vontae? Because he's really dropping the ball here lately. <laughs> it
2: it happens the same with like Trent Jennings when he left. It's like all of a sudden he's a jerk. Well, he did that. He did that. Uh, like yeah, said, his sister, to too. Eyes <laughs> of the Beholder.
1: His sister started it, and he had to back his family up, I think.
2: Yeah. He was a family man. <laughs> yeah. Man. Green Bay has good, they traditionally have good character. Well, why they always slip up with their? Some Mossy Kate or something back in the day, or oh, I mean, you got who was that? Who was that defensive back we had? Number remember, Derek Harper. Pack, well, well. Oh, well, well, well. It seems like guys go off the hook but they're in a different uniform. Like Green Bay does not allow. It. It's like the New England Patriots; they don't draft dumb players. The Let's Bengals see
0: here. Don't. Uh, Nader.
2: <laughs> <laughs> goes to.
0: Uh, if, if you're going to refer to Darren Sharper from now on, please refer to him as a Minnesota Viking or a New Orleans Saint. Okay, oh, yeah, there you go. Not that, a Green Bay. That's Packer. what I mean. Yeah, that,
2: that it's kind of like the what I'm playing out here. There used to that, be that that
0: Packers people mantra, right? And we always would roll our eyes at it. That's uh, we're Packers people, and then Johnny the Jolly could pick up with the purple a drink. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: eighties were a bad look for the Packers for sure. Yeah, like but uh, the Charles Martin. Thinking of Jim McMahon as much as you don't like the Bears, or I don't. That was unreasonable.
0: Well, he had the he had the <laughs> like, hitless time. That right? was unreasonable. <laughs> so,
2: you <laughs> do stuff like you you do stuff like that. You end up getting not crunched later by the Karma Kitty the Packers pack, people. The uh, karma uh, Kitty.
0: Kitty. <laughs> Made her worst look: bowl cut, rat tail, or mullet. Actually, right. or best look.
2: Worst I, I like
0: a rat tail. Uh, for worst or best, know, luck I, tell-
2: me. That, you know.
0: <laughs> I feel like if your nickname's Nader, you had a rat tail as a kid. Like that just goes hand in hand to me. Nader no, rat tail. No. well, my
2: name wasn't always Nader. It just became that.
0: <laughs> before, before, <or> after <laughs> the rat tail, or has been after them.
2: My name is Nathaniel, but you know you gotta you gotta flip the script. You know, get it.
0: Nathaniel I, I'm imagining Nathaniel with a, a rat tail but a raccoon
1: hat on. Well now Nader is a guy that has like a a rat tail or a mullet. Nathaniel has glasses and a pocket protector
2: with a bowl cut. Yeah, exactly. But well, you have to flip the script. You know, you gotta like become ogre. And I think it, I, this song is kept playing baseball that Little League baseball game for his son, and there's a kid out there with like a he had like a Tom and Jerry t shirt on with a cartoon (laughs) on. I'm like, man, you're a good ball player. You just flip the script here, get an earring, get a tattoo. (laughs) 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 Growing a rat tail, you know? I'm 12. (laughs) Yeah, what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> no time hey,
1: like the who Wait, who, who was it? It was uh, speaking of 12 year olds with <laughs> tattoos. Anthony Richardson's little brother had oh. to be like 14 and he was rocking a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> there was a kid on the Eden football team that his name is Gus and he had like the flock of seagulls
2: haircut. <laughs> and I'm like, and he could run pretty good. He was decent. I go, dude, you've got to flip the script here. Go. Get a crew cut, a tattoo, or something, and then he comes in the next day and he had like a like a literal crew cut, and I go looking good, Gus, and he goes call me Shug. And Shug. I said, oh, what Shug? What? What? <laughs> and he's like, but Gus spelled backwards. And I saw this thing on <laughs> the night. I thought it was cool. And I'm like, all right.
0: Skit sounds Skit <laughs> sounds awesome. awesome.
2: Like crazy, you know? Yeah, I know. He's thirteen, with you know. Now he just
0: got to get a tattoo. going would be good.
2: Um, get Nate, hearing, you know turn it around yeah. you know, everybody you're the man hey
0: my dad once told me if I ever got my ears pierced he ripped them out you know what I did I went and got my ears pierced and I said hey dad what do you think oh they look pretty cool they <laughs> yep. look pretty cool. <laughs> pretty
2: cool yeah I kind of like it actually <laughs> yeah it's it's like,
0: try and rip these them. out try and rip them out
2: are you the man brother let's all go about rat but, hey, out rat ties hey just here, okay? remember what my dad told me never fight
1: anybody uglier than you because know, they got nothing to lose <laughs> 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 you're the man
2: Nader see you buddy later guys yeah.
1: So I just went back and uh, looked it up here. We were talking about <laughs> the Packers and receivers in the past yeah. and how they never really amounted to much once they left outside of maybe Devontae Adams. You look at some of them, though. Greg Jennings, when he left the Packers, it would have been his year 30 season with Minnesota. Yeah, So he was you know hitting that, that cliff where a lot of receivers fall off. Jordy Nelson was 33 in Oakland. And James Jones was 30 in Oakland. So all of those guys so the were
3: receivers have a Raiders problem.
1: <laughs> well, a Raider problem and the fact that they were 30 plus years old right. when they finally but we left, have, we have quarterbacks go to the jets receivers, go to the Raiders and Devante. Also yeah. you know, last year was his 30 year old season. But I think we know that of those, you know, four guys, Devontae was the most talented and arguably the most athletic and still in his prime compared to what the other guys were.
0: Oh, baby, video game fans uh, rejoice. EA Sports, guess what? It is coming. The new college football game coming out, Rowdy. And they uh, said EA Sports is now letting FBS players opt in to their 2024 video game for image and likeness. Did you ever play the what was oh, in yeah. 2014, I think?
1: Yeah, that would have been uh my, roughly my freshman year of college that was uh, a big one of the big games played in the dorms.
0: It is back in 2024, my friends. You just got to wait, you know, one more year and they're going to have themselves Image, name, image, likeness. Now, well, nil out there. So players can opt in.
1: Hell yeah! So my question would be, who would be opting out? Because it's like it's, it's like free money. Yeah, you opt in. Your name is on the jersey. All of a sudden, you know, that number 33, which we all know is Ron Dane, is now Ron Dane. Ron Dane. But, you know, it's funny. It's like, well, you know, we don't know who 33
0: is. (laughs) is, Who's that? No, they said uh, this partnership will include the chance for all eligible FBS players to opt in to have their likeness in EA Sports College football. Uh, I imagine they get paid. The players will receive compensation for being placed in the game, but the details, uh, such as how much an athlete will receive and the structure of payments, are still being finalized but the EA Sports representative said the goal is to be as inclusive and equitable as possible uh, for the athletes opting in. If you don't opt in, I question uh, maybe you've gotten hit in the head a couple more times. Yeah, you have
1: nothing to lose by opting in here.
0: Uh, Let's see here. Uh, The company stated that if the influence of individual sales couldn't be figured out, including for video game licensing, then revenue will be divided equally among the athletes included in each licensing program. If a player does not want to opt into the game, EA Sports would create a generic avatar and a player in that athlete's place. <laughs> so, like how it used to be.
1: Do you? Did cool. you ever? Why wouldn't you opt in? Do you? Did you ever play MVP Baseball? Like two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand four had Albert Pujols on the cover. Two thousand five was arguably the best baseball game ever made, with Man Ram Manny Ramirez on the cover. I I did play that. Yes, yes, indeed. Do you remember speaking of? generalized players, John Dowd, <laughs> who was that? It was Barry, Barry Bonds. Bonds. And it was a, it was a weird looking white guy, A white guy, wasn't a it? White guy <laughs> that was like a, a thick slugger that had like unreal power. It was basically the white, not Barry Bonds, but it was Barry Bonds because yeah. that was all the steroid stuff where they're like, we're keeping him out of the game.
0: Uh, what, what that was MVP was it 2005? Yeah, 2005.
1: Barry Bonds, John Dowd, J O N, by the way,
0: John D O W D, John Dowd. If you want to go look him up, <laughs> yeah. like he, everyone uh, knew it was Barry Bonds. Yeah, it's a white guy with like a five o'clock shadow <laughs> playing for the Giants. It's a little thicker. <laughs> That's actually Barry Bonds, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, God, people have been salivating over this college football game coming out. So uh, it's almost here. Uh,
1: let's see. There's one other thing. Well, uh. it was so funny because f- for the longest time, like the the NCAA and like the video game EA Sports, they were like fighting this and they're like, you know, talking about how old these are just, you know, generalized players. We don't want to pay the players. Pay- players shouldn't be paid. It's like, okay, Uh in this version of college football, I think everyone knew who number fifteen for the Florida Gators was. It was Tim Tebow. Everyone knew who number two was at quarterback for Texas A and M. It was Johnny Mansell. Like <laughs> okay, and well, then and it was like, does. well, the guy's a really good quarterback. Uh, who do we think oh, that yeah. is?
0: Oh, it's funny because I was thinking of this, Rowdy. 1993-94, um, I got NBA Jam, and obviously, it's like the you know Michael Jordan craze. But Midway, the game, uh, the company that made NBA Jam, you, they didn't have Michael Jordan for the Chicago Bulls in that game because Midway didn't secure the license to use Jordan's name or likeness as Michael Jordan himself owned the rights to his name and likeness and said no to NBA Jam. But it was, God, who'd they have? Uh, I'd have to go look again.
1: Uh, well, that's the same thing with uh, Midwest when it came to, because that was like an arcade company where Midwest yeah, made a lot of, or Midway made a lot of uh, Arcade games. So those were like those NBA jams started as like the arcade games where yeah, you could go and play them. Then they got shot them, to them the, over to, to the I had it on Sega Genesis. Because uh, Blitz, uh, Blitz and it Blitz was 2000 was midway and they didn't have all of the players because it was kind of weird. For some of the teams, it was like, man, how did you not have insert a good player here, but you had like the third receiver?
0: Yeah. Uh, the Bulls had Scottie Pippen and BJ Armstrong. And it was like, well, where's. Where's Michael Jordan? You, I think you could unlock. There's like a cheat code where you can lock a guy that was like similar to Michael Jordan. They just didn't call him MJ, if I remember correctly. But yeah, <laughs> video games and sports, man, hilarious. NFL Blitz, that game was so badass. Those are all generic dudes too.
1: Oh uh, no, they had No, they had the names. Yeah, they had the names. The uh... <laughs> That actually was taken very seriously growing up when it came to me and one particular friend that had an older brother, and obviously the older brother had a lot of friends. That got taken very serious playing Blitz 2000. It has to
0: be taken seriously. Uh, Controllers broken, smashed, throwing, fights, you name it. No doubt about it. Physically
1: assaulted. Yeah, you have to. Poles punched in drywall. So the funny part is uh, the older brother was quite a bit older than us. So he might have been around your age, maybe. Don't want Alec. (laughs) Uh, So I was the first one to beat him in Blitz 2000, and he was pissed because I was just completely playing safety back over top. And every time he tried to throw it, I would just tackle his receiver before the ball got there. Because there's no, because there's no flags. It was it's no penalties. It's Blitz, baby. Do whatever you want. Got pissed that I was cheating. How can that you cheat in a game that, that has no... physically assaulted me for beating him. I think the only thing you couldn't do is be offsides before
0: the yeah, ball. you could be be
1: You could You could be running as hard as you could at the but line, but it, it frees you yeah, at the line. You. Yeah. But you wanted to do it if you were going to blitz because then your You're guy was cheating. already running full speed. It's like, I
0: can't cheat in this game. There's no <laughs> cheating in this
1: game. It's literally no rules.
0: All and right. 608-321-1670. There's an update for uh, you college football fans out there. EA Sports letting FBS players opt in. Uh, they're saying also that uh, for participating players... Uh, they're gonna try as do as many face scans as these players that they can. But with the amount of college
1: athletes, not everyone's gonna be in how it. how f- accurate do you think these face scans are gonna be? Because you remember, um, was it the NBA two K? Oh, when you can make your own. You well, all these players are. It almost looks real life now.
0: Oh, yeah, totally, because the graphics are
1: so insane. Uh, But remember, didn't they add like a black eye to Jordan Poole after he got punched by Draymond Green? (laughs) Yes. yes. So like his profile had a black eye for like a week. (laughs) Like that's hilarious, but that's how real it is. Yeah. And that's how it's going to be interesting to see what this looks like, especially because it's going to be a game that by the time they finally make it in the next year or so, it's going to be over a decade removed from the last time we played it. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And speaking of midway games, obviously Blitz was awesome. You know what I think might be the best midway game? Gauntlet Legends. Oh yeah, Gauntlet Legends. I love that game. The game's freaking awesome, dude. Game rules. And now you, I actually grabbed them. It was when I was in college. I found Blitz and I found Gauntlet Legends and some of those great midway games of the past. And when you were a kid in elementary school playing them, they were fun as hell, right? Oh yeah. You then play them back when you were in. Well, when I was in college. And I'm sure if you play them back now, man, those graphics seemed a lot better back in the day.
0: Oh, totally. <laughs> like, when the, when you
1: you play them again, you're like, man, this is terrible. Well,
0: I had a an original Nintendo, when uh, my stepbrothers did when I moved in. And then I remember getting a Sega Genesis. I'm like, man, how could the graphics get any better than this? And then we got uh, later on a Nintendo 64. I'm like, man, how could graphics get any better than this? And then eventually a PlayStation. Man, how could graphics get any better than this? And now you look at it. It looks like freaking real life. You can't even tell yeah, the they,
1: difference. Yeah, they are so close to real life. Like if they had like a a LeBron James walk by you and then his quote unquote video game video double? game self they're starting to get so close. I miss the old
0: graphics, though. This is too real now. I, I like don't
1: to, know. It was pretty. When you go back and look I at like Madden 2001, and then you go look at like games are so much funner. Back Madden, then. Madden 01. What was that? The one with uh, Eddie George on the cover, I think it was. That was like one of the first Madden games that I had played. And the last Madden game I played was probably ah, 2014. My first Madden game was 15. on Super <laughs> Nintendo
0: and it was John Madden on the cover and it was awesome. I missed that stuff. But
1: you think about just the first Madden I ever played in 01 versus like the last one in 15, just the changing graphics in that 14 years. And that's, it's still almost another decade since I miss that. the old graphics,
0: uh, bring them back. All right. Uh, we'll get to the Packers. Joe Barry on the podium yesterday. We'll hear from uh uh, him and his expectations for the defense, but first I wanted to get to this. This guy's probably going to have some time to play video games. John Morant has uh, apologized. He's put it out there uh, of after him flashing another gun on Instagram Live. Now here's the thing: like, uh, did John Morant do anything that was illegal per se? The only thing no. he did
1: that was illegal was break his contract.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not, in the eyes of the lo- in the eyes of the law, he did nothing wrong. Like, he has a gun, so what? Like he owns a gun, if unless it's stolen, then it's illegal, obviously. But I assume it's his because the dude likes to flash it around a lot. So I assume he like he bought it. So did he do anything wrong? No. Is it is it okay to own guns? Yes, it totally is. Uh, I own some. Rowdy owns some. Everyone should own a gun. Uh, l- learn how to properly use it, though. Go take you know classes and 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 practice with it. Don't be a you know no geek off the street. You've Got to know how to handle your steel. But Rowdy, John Morant apologize. Uh, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, said, Honestly, I was shocked when I saw this weekend uh, that video. It was, <laughs> we're in the process of investigating it. We'll figure out exactly what happened the best we can. The video is a bit grainy and all that, but I'm, he said, and I quote, I'm assuming the worst. Uh, John Moran said, I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey, and I recognize there's more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. Remember, John Morant like went away to a uh, some like sensitivity training and some kind of other. He was just gone for a while to do some kind of like classes or whatever. Uh, obviously, he <laughs> forgot all of everything he learned in class as he was flashing his gun around. Just don't do it on Instagram Live. Like when someone goes live, just 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 put it away. But Rowdy, you were saying um, you heard a uh, maybe a. A suspe- oh, suspension is allegedly looming, a long, lengthy yeah, suspension a long,
1: lengthy suspension from Adam Silver. But he also said that they were going to have a lengthy suspension for Jai Morant the first time around because this is serious and we care about this. Yeah.
0: He got eight games the first time or this the, fr- the first time? time, the first time,
1: the first time the quote unquote lengthy suspension was eight games because it was going to teach him a lesson. They play 82 games in the NBA. That's the equivalent of, of getting suspended for roughly a game and a half in the NFL. That's not <laughs> lengthy.
0: <laughs> no, it's not at all. And it's the regular season where I'm sure he'd be out for load management in some of those games anyways. Hell,
1: the NFL is suspending guys for a full season for putting 200 bucks down on an NFL game. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Some guys are getting suspended for betting on um, sports that weren't even football games, like for the Detroit
1: Lions. And that's six games. Yeah, that's six. That, that was Jameson Williams, the uh, rookie wide receiver last year out of Alabama. Like, okay, let's see what uh, Adam Silver ends up giving John ja Morant for a quote unquote lengthy suspension because John ja Morant is a brand in the NBA. He's a big name, he's a player. Big time. I also
0: saw a thing that. Um, oh, I forgot the guy. he, this guy's. Adam like
1: a, Silver's just a sissy. This guy's he's a, a sissy
0: boy. There's. um. There was this podcast I was watching where this guy's a full blown, he's a Crip or a Blood? I forget which one he was. I think it was a Crip because they were saying, accusing John Moran of throwing up the Crip signs in the playoffs after he did a couple of cool stuff. And this guy in the podcast is like, I'll show him what it's like to be a Crip. He invited him down uh, to go, you know, be with him. Then he started talking about how Jaws flashing his gun around and this and that. He's like, You don't want this life, dude. Uh, John Morant has got a lot in front of him. And uh, the dude just can't help himself when Instagram goes live. He's got a. <laughs> to <laughs> the gun around. Uh, let's see here, Adam Silver saying, again, the consequences there at in-game suspension was pretty serious, and something that he, at least to me, seemed to take incredibly seriously at the time. And we spoke for a long time about not just the consequences that could have gone on his career, but safety issues all around it. He could have injured, maimed, killed himself or someone else with an act like that, and also the acknowledgement that he's a star. He has an incredibly huge following. My um, concern we discussed, though, uh, I thought he shared with me that millions, if not tens of millions of kids globally would have seen him do something uh, that was celebrating in a way that active use of firearm in that fashion wasn't good for people. I, <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, what does Charles Barkley say about role models, Rowdy? Because I ain't used a role model. It's like, don't look up to me.
1: The, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how long Gilbert Arenas was suspended for bringing a gun into the locker room. Gilbert Arenas, guns on deck? Agent Zero. That was over a card
0: game, wasn't it? That he was all hacked off over, and he brought he brought a a pistola in. It flashed it around. Yeah, what agent? Now, zero? obviously,
1: that was a different uh, commissioner. That was uh, David Stern.
0: Yeah, R.I.P. But uh, yeah, he brought a gun into the locker room.
1: Yeah, suspension gun. I'm I'm trying to figure it out because I'm seeing a couple of different things, but. Gilbert, this is one year? Yeah, Gilbert Arenas was a big-time player. I don't. Th- I know he was big-time, but I don't think he's John Morant big-time compared to... Uh,
0: no, I mean, Gilbert Arenas is a big name, but John Morant's bigger. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll
1: see if he got a one-year suspension.
0: Arenas continued to say he left four unloaded guns on a chair in the locker room with the note, pick one, attached to it before the rest of the team entered the locker room on Monday. Someone then called 911, and the story then rocked the NBA world. It says one, first it was indefinitely, then it was one year. I can't, I can't find the exact Sounds like
1: Gilbert Arenas believed he was screwed out of a $60,000 card game.
0: Yeah, that's what I knew (laughs) it was a card game. (laughs)
1: $60,000, that's a decent amount. Yeah, that's uh, that's some high stakes right there. I
0: guess you got to protect the pot with some, uh, some pistolas.
1: That's funny, dude. All right, there you go. Yeah, I just see the all I can find is the one year suspension. But I don't know if that actually went through. If he actually served that much, I can't see them suspending John Morant for a full year.
2: No,
0: no, sixteen games. We'll double the eight. <laughs> Real lengthy. <laughs> Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry Joseph. hell's his middle name? Joe Barry was on the podium yesterday, and doesn't huh, his middle name. Disappointing. He doesn't have one. He's,
4: he's,
0: he's, he's got two names, Joe and Barry. Will he be uh, successful this series? So I was talking about expectations. Joe Barry has eight first-round draft picks on that Packers defense. He was asked, and this is something Packer fans say all the time, like, all those first-round draft picks, how come they're not better? Well, he was asked about expectations for the Packers and their defense with those draft picks, take a listen to Joseph. Let, David me, let me
3: flip your your uh, little game here. Um, what what if what if what if we just had a, a roster full of seventh round draft picks? Would expectations not be high?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna pause right there. Let's let's play Joe Berry's game. He's flipping it around on uh, on its head, Rowdy. What if they had a seventh round draft picks, eight of them? Would expectations be high?
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, we expect this is the this is the greatest thing about not only the National Football League, but being at the Green Bay Packers, expectations are high all the time, no matter what. So, I think
0: Ted Nugent once said the stakes are high and so am I. Doogie just messaged me that uh, Joe Barry's middle name is actually Dingle.
3: Joe Dingleberry. That that makes sense. Um, Regardless of the fact, I'm very aware of our roster. I'm very aware of the draft status of all of our players. But... um, Expectations are and should be high all the time, and this year will be no different. There, there's absolutely no doubt about that. So, I don't know if I if I answered the question the way you the, the way you wanted, but um, the expectations thing does not. That's the great thing about having this 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 word on our chest is that we're Green Bay Packers and. Um, The expectations at this place are high all the time, and that's great. I love it.
0: Are the expectations for the Packers' defense high all the time, Rowdy? I remember the Packers' defense sucking ass year in and year out and always being the reason why uh, you could be losing games and not get another Super Bowl.
1: I don't know if in most of those years, especially we'll say since the Super Bowl, if expectations were high but people were hoping it would be better. Well, your expectations—it was more hope than expectations. Because your
0: expectations were, well, I guess the Packers are going to probably blow this, and Rogers is going to have to score like forty points. I hope they're better, but my expectations are they probably won't be.
1: Now, that's that's talking about the timeline post post the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And that's if we're talking about the last few years, like. Basically, since they signed the Smith brothers, I feel like there has been expectations for this defense because remember they got Preston Smith and Cedarius Smith and Adrian Amos and they spent a lot of money to shore up the defense. They drafted Rashawn Gary with the first pick and it was one of their higher picks that they had had in a long time. Yeah. So yeah, ever since then, I would say that there was... Expectations for this defense to be better. And now you think about where we're at as Green Bay Packer fans in this roster since the signing of all of those guys. They've added the Quay Walkers in the first round, the, you know, the, the, uh, Devontae Wyatts in the first rounds, uh, th- I mean, you can, Lucas go, Van yeah, you can go right on down the list. Lucas Van Ness You you drafted Rashawn Hercules. Gary. Even the Hercules. year before Gary, you can look at Jair Alexander, who's been a great player for him. Like, there's been a lot of investments in the past 10, 15 years on defense, especially in round one. So, yeah, I would say the last three to four years, there has been... Expectations with this defense, but I would say that for the most part, that 10-15 years leading up, <laughs> no, it was hopeful. Hope. It was, hopeful. was hoping it would be better.
0: Uh, how can they live up to those expectations this year, especially with a young quarterback? Here is Joe Barry.
3: You know, we we threw that word out a little bit earlier. Consistency. You know, I, I think that was probably the most disappointing thing. And you guys, you guys have been around me for three years now. I'm not a big uh, rear-view mirror guy. You know, I, I want to look forward. I want to look through the windshield, and what's ahead.
0: Well, I would not want to look behind either, because in the Lions, you went defeated that year, and then when you were with the Redskins at the time, uh, your defense was abysmal. I wouldn't want to look back either.
3: Um, but I think if you if you do go back and and really critique last year, the inconsistencies were the things that really got us, and uh, we played well at times. We didn't play. Well, at times, um, and that's what you can't do in this league. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the, the quarterback and, and his, his and his uh, honors. Um, it really it doesn't matter on on our side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. That's the thing that we got to do week in and week out is that we got to show up and play our best version of football, our best version of defense.
0: So that includes what? Putting Jair Alexander 20 yards off of the best wide receiver in a third and short situation?
1: You could also say <laughs> that it includes playing zone coverage when most of your good corners are man guys. Yeah. Uh, Joe Berry
0: talks on learning from last season's adjustments, or maybe we just suggested lack thereof. I
3: think you're always... Um, I don't know if I want to use the word simplify, but I, I think you're always um evolving you know i i think um as a coach you know as a play caller you're always evolving because you know things that uh maybe worked last year you know you, you got to evolve and you got to move on um things that maybe aren't working at the start of a season you know you got to evolve that happens in the course of a game you know you go into a game at halftime that at, to, to start a game uh sometimes you got to evolve at halftime to make those, you know, halftime adjustments, whatever. So, um, you know, I, I think just the uh, – I definitely think we, um, we evolved last year into, you know, what was what worked for us. Um, but, you know, the key thing is you got to do that early. you got to do it now.
0: All right. There's uh, Joe Barry. And also, Rowdy, something that uh, Packer fans wanted to – well, this is like every year. It's a yearly tradition for Packer fans. They want to fire the defensive coordinator. I mean, that's I've known that my whole life. Got to fire the D.C.
1: Got to fire the D.C. When you talk about evolution and evolving, normally when you look at humans or animals, the evolution is all obviously pro because if it was negative, they would die off. Yeah, that's, like, that's, yeah. Like, they're, so how's evolving? Joe around? they're evolving for like how it helps them. I'm evolving. Do you see?
0: Do <laughs> you see? Yeah. So is, is Joe Barry, uh, let's say, let's say Charles Darwin is watching Joe Barry. Is he writing this little notepad that this, this bird he's seeing is going to be one that survives or one that kind of dies off.
1: Well, playing zone when your top three corners were all really good press man and have been really good press man. Even the years before. Yeah, you are a dodo bird. <laughs>
0: That was the dodo bird. I don't think that was evolution. I think it was more man killing off the dodo bird. But man could also be killing off, you know, the crew of Joe Barry. Uh, speaking
1: of the but crew doesn't of- it, it's like okay, well, you're what you're talking about is we got better at the end. Yet yeah, you went back to what you were doing the year before. Yeah, <laughs> like you tried something new for. F- some reason that no one understands for I got I don't know, like a new look or a new wrinkle what they going did. into the year. But when you got back to what you were doing, which everyone thought you should have been doing from the start, then you started to play well.
0: Here's what they did. Like what? They're like, We're not gonna put our best guy on the other team's best guy. And then by the end of the season, they're like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put our best guy on the other team's best guy. Remember Jair Alexander, if I think it was allowed to cover number one, it wasn't even that
1: it's like, like, Oh, that was one aspect. The other aspect was why is Jair Alexander or, you know, Eric Stokes at the time when he was healthy or Rasul Douglas, they're all press guys. Why are they playing? 12 yards off the football. (laughs) Why are we all of a sudden playing zone where these guys have to cross each other's faces or or do whatever. And they're not just on their man. Like they have been the year before when all three were, I don't know, really good. Like Jair Alexander was a top two or three corner in the league two years ago, or Eric Stokes had a really nice rookie year and Rasul Douglas all of a sudden was resurrected. And Aaron Rodgers wanted him getting a, a contract because he's a player. But, yeah, let's go back to things yeah. where they're not as good. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to be playing zone. And uh, Adrian Amos, our best corner, clearly is slowing down. Joe Barry, well, before I get to the phone call on the Razor's Edge, Joe Barry was asked,
0: I love the the colonists from the reporter, did he ever think he may not be back this season? Here's the question from the reporter, Joe Barry's answer.
3: The inconsistencies that, that you did have, and, and not meeting the, the high expectations, did, did you ever wonder this last season, wound down, if, if you'd be back? No.
0: <laughs> That's it. And what is else is going to say? I would say the same thing. No. But I think Joe Barry could be the Matt LaFleur fall guy this year. <laughs> yeah, Wade Miley goes down one in, was it one in two-thirds, one in one-third innings? Wade Miley didn't feel right. Lat, his left lat. And now he's going to get some MRIs today.
1: I don't want to say cross him off the list, but how about add him to the list?
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's a long list. We have a question here. Uh, Mike in Portage says, "Uh, Rowdy, did you ever play home talent or high
1: school? The Brewers may have to call you up soon to pitch. Uh, I think the last time I legitimately pitched in a sanctioned game would have been age about 15. Benjamin, one young Ben Kenny. Uh, if I remember
0: correctly, you caught. You were a catcher. Did you pitch at all, though? I pitched before I caught. Oh yeah. Would you guys have? Uh, well, you, Brewers can't call you up. You're uh, you're jettisoning away. Well, you yeah. could probably get one start in. I oh, yeah. pitched. I pitched uh, my final year of little league. That was about it. But Rowdy, read the list. Good morning, Ben, by the way. Read the list of what the Brewers have left.
1: Well, I think, one, we should go through first all of the guys that are currently still injured and when they are expected to return. Yeah. So we'll start with the guy that was injured the longest ago. Jason Alexander, uh, good friend. My guy. Jason Alexander dealing with some rotator cuff issues. Ex- is he on the team? He yeah. is. Yeah. He, he is currently like, on the I, I.L. We know, you, ha- we know you hate him. He's we not know. just a
4: minor league pitcher. We know you hate him, though. Does ben. he even count? Yes, he is a real. He, yes, he, he, he is
1: a guy that played in the big leagues last year and was expected to potentially make the roster, yeah. most likely the bullpen Now, much this like, year. The, much like the Summer of George episode,
4: Convenient injury.
1: George does live the high life
0: for a while. Then eventually what happens at George for the Summer of George? He gets injured and he's on the shelf for quite some time.
1: But Jason Alexander is on the shelf since the beginning of the season with a right rotator cuff injury expected to be back earliest mid-June. It's still another month. Then we had the Aaron Ashby uh, shoulder issue ended up having to having to have surgery. He's expected back, if at all, by September. Then you look at the, uh, the one of the other bullpen injuries, Justin Wilson, who has been a longtime veteran in, in Major League Baseball. He's dealing with an elbow injury. They're not expecting to get him back until mid-July. And that was a known thing when they signed him, though, in the offseason. You still have Luis Arias, who is still rehabbing the hamstring that he hurt. I kind of forgot the about the very him. first day. I forgot. forgot for about re- The last play of the game. And they're expecting him to be back on time, but that would be end of May, beginning of July when he's eligible to return from the IL. Uh, I feel like a lot of people have forgotten this guy too, Matt Bush. No. He was put on the IL with a shoulder injury expected to be out until at least June. But still at least another couple of weeks. Yeah. You have Garrett Mitchell, who had the subluxation of his shoulder, uh, most likely done. done for the year. He's done. Then you had Brandon Woodruff with his shoulder, expected to be back at the end of May. He's helping out Habitat for Humanity building houses. Luke Voigt, the first baseman that was supposed to help platoon against lefties but has really, really struggled. Strained neck. <laughs> that one's supposed to keep him out until around June. Mm. And then yesterday Wade Miley obviously leaves in the second inning with a lat injury, no real timetable on him. But since they put him on the 15 day I L you got to imagine, well, he's going to be out until at least June. And then Christian Yelich back tightness has surfaced again. I, he after was back though. playing two games really he well was back though. But now looking at the Brewers 40 man roster and Options that they potentially have. You gotta have options. Gotta have options, people. Well, Jason Alexander's on the IL. Aaron Ashby, he's on the IL. J.B. Bukowski, he is a guy that they have just called up here. Was pitching in Nashville AAA. We have not seen him log a single inning for the Milwaukee Brewers, but he has thrown in parts of two major league seasons. Uh, dating back the last few years, but has not had an ERA under seven in either of them. That's that's, that's <laughs> oh, one, that's one option we haven't seen an yet. An ERA of what? Uh, over seven. Oh, God. In both of those stints. Godspeed. Uh, we have not seen him yet, though. Godspeed. Matt Bush on the I.L. Alex Claudio, he's still he in stinks. AAA. He, he does stink. And especially since they made the, the rule change and you have to pitch more than to one hitter. He stinks. He's even worse. Uh, Jake, Either that Ben, Kenny, or you pitching. He's in AAA. Well, I would say that in our primes, we probably threw about close to as hard as he does now. Z the now. D
0: said he had eighty one time. Then elbow problems. It's still better than Claudio.
1: Alex Claudio could probably claim the same thing. There's a reason I started catching.
0: Alex Claudio has everything problems.
1: Jake Cousins, also in AAA. He's been shuffled back and forth between AAA and Major League Baseball, but we've already seen him. Kirk Cousins' cousin. Uh, Jansen Junk is a potential uh, starting Guy, but we've he got, seen didn't he get lit up earlier this year. He, he did make a start where he got hit pretty hard, but he has had some success here and there in the last few seasons with the Angels. Remember, he was a the guy they traded for uh, this offseason in the Hunter Renfro deal. Uh, Trevor Meagill. Remember, I said he's got he's a guy that could potentially help them have a little bit of juice. He was recalled. Uh, I believe it was yesterday did not appear in the game. So has yet to pitch for the brewers. That's a guy we haven't seen yet. He has pitched in, you know, parts of a few major league seasons. His big issue is walks and throwing strikes, but he does have some pretty good stuff. Uh, Tyson Miller, Another guy that pitched pretty well in spring training did a stint here earlier this season for the Brewers, but has been shuffled back and forth between Triple A and the big leagues. Hobie Milner, he's still around. Yeah, yeah, Joel yeah. Piamps, he's still around pitching well. Hey, he got well. the win last night, didn't he? Elvis Piguero, he's come up. He was also included in that Renfro deal. He was not on the uh, the bullpen originally, but was brought up with kind of the first wave of injuries, like the Varland yeah. uh, comebacker. He has pitched quite well for the Brewers. And then you have guys like Colin Ray, who we've already Ooh, seen. He's tough. Uh, Bennett Souza, who we've already seen, even though he's only pitched a few games for the Brewers, there is a guy we haven't seen yet this year, but we've seen him in the past. That is an option, Ethan Small. Oh yeah, Ethan, a former top thirty prospect, but last year when he got his did he get rocked? Yeah, he pitched well for about one start in Chicago, and then it all unraveled quite quickly for him. And then the only the only Guys, here that we uh, we're really getting to is Bryce Wilson's already in the pen. Like I said, Justin Wilson is on the IL, not expected back till mid-season. The only other name that is on here um, that we have not seen yet is actually Abner Uribe who is one of their top 30 prospects, but he's a guy that hasn't pitched above double a. And the only reason why he's on the 40 man is because they want to protect him from the rule five. The only other guy here that we haven't seen is cam Robinson, but he has, he is again, a young 23 year old was pitching in double a quite well last year has struggled so far in triple a. He's not a guy that's going to get a call. He was just another 40 uh, man rostered guy because they didn't want to lose him to rule five. But yeah, they have basic, Basically now with this uh, Wade Miley injury, it's not good with (laughs) JB, but getting called and Trevor Miguel getting called. They have basically exhausted all of their current 40 man options. We have either seen them before, whether it be this year or last year or just have gotten called up. They have basically exhausted everybody that they have outside of the two kids that are rule five saves, which aren't ready for big league baseball. Other than that, if we're going to get something new, it's going to have to be a roster move or maybe a signing or a trade. Or I did see some people, uh mentioning What's this that? player, but he is not on the forty man roster currently for the Brewers, so they would have to make a roster adjustment. And that actually was Caleb Bouchley, which is a, a very Bougie? bushley, which oh. is a very interesting name ben because Bougie. uh weirdly enough it's actually a guy that I know. He played and pitched at UWL when I was there. Oh, really? uh, he was drafted by the Padres in like the thirtieth round. Yeah, he was the stud on the lacrosse team. Uh, in 2016, All-American in D3 that uh, led helped lead them to the Division Three College uh, World, the College World Series for Division Three, sure. and then ultimately lost in the championship game. But why I say this is, he is a 29-year-old pitcher that's pitching quite exceptionally well for the Brewers in Nashville. He was their minor league rule five draft this last year because he was in the Padre system. But that is one guy that is gaining traction from fans saying, we want to see what he can do. But if they did go with the Caleb Bushley route, they would have to make a 40 man roster change. Bad and bushy. Could so, yeah. double the Uzi. But I mean, outside of these next couple waves of guys that we're going to see here in the next couple of games with the, the Miguel's and the Bukaskis of the world, uh, we've seen them all. You better, we know exactly what they all are. Better um, hang
0: on to your butts, Brewers fans. Hey, here's the thing, though. They still won last night with a. Uh, they did. A it was a huge
1: game. win for the Brewers. They needed that yep. win. Because imagine if and the Brewers two games up with the Pirates now. Miley falls apart and is done for you know multiple weeks. Like he is looking like it's going to be. And then the bullpen comes in and gets absolutely slaughtered. But not only slaughtered, but they had to go through everyone and gets used up. That was a huge win for them. They might be able to actually win this series now. And if you would have told match. us all Wade Miley leaves this game in the second inning, I think we all would have said disaster.
0: Yep. Instead, a win. NBA. Uh, how about this? We were just Earlier today, we talked about Gus Farland giving up nine runs and then getting DFA'd. Well, in the NBA, life also comes at you fast. The best three records over the last season's. Belong to the Suns, the Bucks, and the 76ers. Monty Williams, Mike Budenholzer, and Doc Rivers, all with the best record over the past three years, are no longer the head coaches for their respective teams. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. Doc Rivers, though. Best regular season records. Correct. For the record. Doc Rivers, though, I think was living on a little borrowed time, was he not? The booty one surprised me a little bit. Kind of.
4: He didn't stand a chance. Like the like Booty one, one was a little
1: surprising. A little. What was surprising they lost. What would happen, you think, if they have a little bit of a coaching swap here? The Bucks hire Monty Williams, and the Suns hire Mike Budenholzer, and then the Suns go and win some NBA championships. And then the Bucks hire
0: Doc Rivers? <laughs> no, 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 Monty Williams. Yeah,
1: and then they and then, continue to do what they're doing. Yeah, and
0: then what happens to the Doc? He just doesn't have a job?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> Doc said he wants to coach. Doc can,
4: has not been unemployed. Well, I want to for, coach, too. Same. Then he could go work with you in the new Philly station. Hmm. <laughs> he yeah, could, like, He could get you pe- coffee. People there love him. <laughs> uh, Doc has not been unemployed for more than a couple weeks in 20-something years. He's always found a new job. So I, I, he, he'll find a job. Yeah, wouldn't that be funny if they did do a
0: coaching swap? Monty Williams, Mike Booneholzer just... Doop, doop.
1: Yeah, and then one no, has success, and the other one continues to do what they've been doing. It would be hilarious, and <coughs> but it would look pretty bad if in that scenario it's Mike Budenholzer winning the championships yes. and Monty Williams continuing to be good in the regular season and then flame out.
4: Yeah,
2: what
1: were we gonna say, Ben? No, uh, it, it wouldn't be fun if the Sixers ended
4: up with Bud. Not fun at all. Because you guys are just—I think
1: it could be a solid year. in the, the second East round? like you were
4: every year? No, <laughs> it, not about him coaching. Oh. He's just a thoroughly uninteresting. Like Doc was fun because he would get in fights with reporters, and it was awesome. Like when Ben—when the Ben Simmons thing was happening, he would—he would tell reporters they didn't know basketball. He would tell the fans to cherish him. He's a treasure. Hell yeah! Some of the things that came out of his mouth were incredible. Budenholzer is too kind. He just wouldn't say anything like that. He's too nice of a guy. Well, I would feel bad because they would lose again because the roster is what it is, and their stars are losers. They would lose in the playoffs, and then he'd get crushed for it. And I feel bad. I don't want Coach Bud to go through that.
0: I never feel someone. Uh, never feel bad for someone Ben who's got a bank account with that many zeros behind it. Sure.
4: Still, I feel bad for Bud. Other coaches would not feel bad for. Jay Wright to Philly. There's no way in the world he accepts it, but obviously... Have you guys
0: been hearing people saying that the Bucs need to go through a bunch of cash at Coach K to get him
4: out of retirement? <laughs> I've, seen couple, I've seen a couple tweets. I've seen a couple tweets of that. Some of our listeners even. That's stupid. I don't... That's nonsensical. I don't... Coach K is the most overrated coach of all time. I see those
0: tweets and I kind of laugh. I chuckle to myself. I'm like, you... Just now, like,
1: the one thing with Coach K where, you know, maybe Jay Wright might be different here is that Coach K, I mean, he's older, these old coach. Coach K did have experience with the Olympic teams, with NBA players. He did. Coach K is I'm like sure. How much, coaching,
4: how much coaching is needed to tell LeBron, Kobe and every best player in the world to just beat the crap out of the other team?
1: Not much. No, well, None. All I know is that He's they really, they really struggled with it in the early 2000s. Because that was when the U.S. basketball team was kind of sucking for the U.S. basketball team. Coach K won
0: three gold medals with USA basketball. Whatever.
4: I'm not going to give him that much credit for it.
0: No, neither am I. I'm saying that, like, just go play. There's like, here you go, boys. Go play ball. Make sure your shoes are tied.
4: There you are. Pretty much.
0: Coach K, uh, I saw like a guy, Jordan Krebs, talking about how throw, you know, ask Coach K. He's like, anyone would want to coach Giannis. I'm like
1: Coach K Coach that gummit, I think we should give Roy Williams a look. Oh my god. Roy <laughs>
4: Williams is a bigger fraud than Coach K. <laughs> hey,
0: by the way, I don't think Coach I don't think Roy Williams could stomach come to Wisconsin uh, the state because the Wisconsin Badgers are the team that ended his career. If you guys remember correctly.
1: I, I do remember correctly. Badgers Those beat guys, North Carolina, then he retired. It's like come on. What about uh what is it, Musselman down in Arkansas? I know a lot of people are praising him the last couple of years for being a great coach. I do like him. Yeah. I don't like the jump from college.
4: Why don't we like, dip
1: it into college?
4: Because there ain't any good ones in the pros. <laughs> I, I don't like the transition from college to the NBA. I think Foot, football's for, different, but even so, in football, you rarely see it work.
1: And, I, yeah, some of the guys they hire also aren't great college coaches
4: like Cliff Kingsbury. Well,
1: Brad Stevens was pretty solid. And they, they had the young Celtics roster that now it's aged. I guess you would say now, from when he was coaching, he made a pretty good transition from Butler to Boston. But Brad Stevens fits the mold of a guy in college sure who so. didn't have every Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. I mean, but his rosters have stunk. Yeah, like he actually, I actually think Billy Donovan has been a decent NBA coach, where he gets a lot out of the talent he's given. The talent he's been given is pretty putrid. Didn't
0: Fred Hoiberg go to? Didn't he coach yep. in the NBA?
1: Oh yeah. And Brad Stevens fits the mold of a guy who in college didn't have every best
4: player on his team. So he actually had to coach them like kind of like, honestly, Jay Wright, Villanova got good players. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart were not like the top of the line recruits in the country. He developed them and coached them and uh, Brad Stevens did the same thing. Beeline See, was
1: a failure in Cleveland. A, a complete oh, failure. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Take,
4: Taking those guys like Roy Williams and Coach K that are that are just hand fed every best player, they just have to get out of the way of all of them. Like,
1: give me a break. Shaka they Smart to the
4: Bucks. Oh God, <laughs> give me a
1: break. He, do, he doesn't even have to change cities. No, keep his condo
0: or his house wherever he's at. You know, Greg Gard to the Bucs. Now we're talking. <laughs> Now, now yeah, but they're gonna have to.
1: It. They're gonna change their offense to the swing.
0: That's fine. You got the players to do it.
4: We <laughs> really
1: got the players to do it. It's gonna be. Speaking of, if you think you're gonna get hate about uh, Wisconsin turning back the clocks on on what college basketball actually is, imagine bringing the swing and scoring seventy points God, a game. In I the would
0: NBA. love that. That would be incredible. That would be oh, the nineties defense.
1: John Luer comes out of retirement as a player consultant <laughs> to help teach the swing. Uh, anyways, boys, uh, tonight you got heat. And, no one would want to be in Milwaukee then. You got
0: heat in the Celtics tonight, going at it. Last night, uh, the Joker and the Nuggets took down LeBron James and the Lakers. Game one, a uh, game one for Heat and Celtics tonight. But yeah, I saw that that the best three records of the last three seasons all belonged to all the coaches that were fired.
1: You know who would be the perfect player for the on the Milwaukee Bucks under Greg Gard in the swing? Dray- Brad Davis, Trayvon <laughs> Green. <laughs> He's the guy that'll have eight points, seven boards, and five assists.
0: Yeah, but you got to worry about him punching his own teammates. Maybe him and Gardo getting a little, uh, him and Joe Krabenhoff getting a confrontation. I'm here. Has any college
1: coaches been linked to the Bucs? I haven't seen any college coaches linked to no, the Bucks. thankfully. Yeah. What about, oh, this just jogged my memory speaking of college and the Bucs. What about Calvin Sampson? He's been pretty good in college.
0: And he's not scared to uh, kind of, you know, cheat the system a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah,
1: he's not scared to cheat the system. Got to test the lines.
2: Yeah. Guys, yeah,
4: I'm out. Yeah. Out on college, guys. Yeah. I think Sam Cassell should be the top pick for every team, to be honest. The they, Sixers assistant. Don't you love J.J.
0: Redick? Or was it Kyle Korver you love? Kyle Korver. Yeah, did you see J.J. Redick was in contention for a coach? I
4: yeah. would love that. Well, Vegas odds. I would love that for the reason of he would be electric to cover and follow. It'd be a great interview afterwards. But for the sake of the team and the future of the franchise, it would be a disaster. Yeah. Question for you, too. Before
1: because I don't know the answer is the big three still a thing the big three basketball league? yeah, yeah, I think so. who were some of the coaches in that ice cube Gary Payton good ice cube out I, ah, I just I just remember there were like some big n b a names that were like coaches in that
0: um I don't remember who was it? i I think Gary Payton was one the glove uh it's Patrick right now.
1: Patrick Ewing has kind of failed as a coach,
0: hey week one big three. June 25th. fifth. Let's See, go. I didn't know if
1: it was still a thing.
0: Yeah, week one, June 25th, starting at the United Center in Chicago. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, how much are tickets to this thing? Well, that's a great question. Uh, loading, loading,
1: loading. That, that 25 like, bucks! 25 bucks to go to the Big Three! I feel like the Big Three was like the NFL's AAF.
0: Dude, it's actually kind of mildly entertaining. Like, it's actually, like, entertaining. AAF. All right, Ben, you ever uh, check out the
4: Big Three? No. No. Would you ever? No. no. Did you ever play in it? <laughs> no. No. If well, offered? Doesn't do it for me. Well,
0: th- what do you Don't. mean? They need someone they need someone at the end of the bench to sit there and wave a towel.
4: No. I'm out. They, they I'm had sure. like
0: you already did that with NBA players, Ben. Alright, I just stumbled upon a, a clip here that I wanted to play. I will never forget the hype surrounding one LeBron James coming out of high school <laughs> yeah. into the NBA. It it was at a fever pitch for LeBron James. Everyone wanted to see what LeBron James, the kid from Akron, could do uh, when he got to the NBA, he gets to the Cavaliers, and it was, like, it was... I can't even begin to describe how crazy it was for the hype of LeBron James.
1: Yeah, so when LeBron James was coming out of high school, it was 2003.
0: He was, they, they were buying him, like, Escalades
1: when he was, like, 13 years well, like, old. like, putting it into perspective for myself... I would have been in third grade and obviously wasn't as cognizant as as stats and records and everything as you are now, being a sports fan. And you heard all the hype yeah. about LeBron James, the next Michael Jordan. This this kid's been a god since he was twelve. He is the chosen one. <laughs> all right, so here's a clip, Ben. What's this uh, kid from France? Victor,
4: Victor, Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama. You guys should watch him play; he's incredible. I've seen highlights of him. Well, here's the here's the clip. This is the most highly anticipated player to ever enter the NBA, and this is maybe not only the greatest prospect uh, in the NBA's history, maybe the
3: greatest prospect in the history of team sports. Wow!
1: <laughs> Come on. I mean, I mean, we'll see how the career unfolds. Yeah, but the hype a- around LeBron was unreal. Then, were you old enough to experience Brian the hype Brian has a job from it. He made hey, himself off LeBron Brian James. just
0: flew to France to interview this guy for like 30 seconds. Then, <laughs> were you old enough he's to experience the it. LeBron hype?
4: Yep. It R- was riveting. I mean, uh, listen, <clears> throat> do throat> I think he's more hyped than LeBron? No. That said, he is probably 1B if LeBron's 1A. I just... We'll see how the career plays out. The San Antonio
0: Spurs are going to get the right All I'm saying, them.
1: there's more conspiracies with these ping pong balls in the NBA draft because you're telling me that the crappy Pistons, a city and franchise that has nothing going for it, did not win it, but he goes to the Spurs with Popovich. Duncan Robinson. Oh, come on. they called the weighted ball. The only bro, thing dude. that Detroit has balls. now is Little Caesars and the hopes of a Detroit Red Wings rebound and the got, Lions. They got
0: Kid Rock, Eminem, uh, Kiss.
1: Like Detroit, all of um, those groups and or artists are way past their prime. Detroit. Uh,
2: what else is there? That's about it. <laughs> right, we're We're done. <laughs>